0: All right, good evening, welcome to the 12th Man podcast. Um, this week's gone by, uh, quite a positive week, obviously, following the borough. So, uh, we'll talk about that and some many more things. I'm, I'm sure we'll go on to some sort of a tangent. Uh, you've got me, Steve Jackson, now in the, the chair this evening. Uh, we've got John Cutler with us. Evening, John,
1: evening, guys. How are we doing?
2: Evening, John, all right, Paul, all
1: right, man.
0: Spot on, miss. Um, it's coming regular thing now. We've got Mr. Green Bandera with us again, evening, Bandy.
2: Evening, chaps. Thanks for having me on again. It's
0: great. Love it. Always welcome, mate. Always welcome. Let's do another. And and finally, obviously, um, we always say people are welcome. Um, and anyway, you come on and make this, his debut for the uh, <laughs> twelve Man podcast. We've got um, uh, young Jacob Jervis, How are you doing, mate? All right?
3: Yeah, I'm good to you. Cheers for having me on. Absolutely. No
1: pressure,
0: um,
1: no No pressure, Jacob.
3: <laughs> Cheers. Say what you say.
0: It is, <laughs> it is. Whatever you want to say, just say it. So yeah, welcome aboard. Um, as I say just living proof that anybody can come and join us and have a chat about anything for us. So yeah. Um so we're going to talk about Millwall, we're going to talk about Birmingham. Um and I'm going to start a debate of are Birmingham the worst team you've seen this season? I'm putting my flag out saying yes. Um we're going to talk season ticket renewals because they came out. Um lots of mixed reactions online and we'll talk the big one at the weekend the um the uh the, the cockneys don't have a pot to piss in uh chelsea so <laughs> yes we'll have a chat about them so uh yeah how are we doing boys are we all all right
2: all
1: good much, be- uh, much yeah. better after three points yeah yeah
2: it's all been a productive week hasn't it really very productive week considering what happens you know last week at Sheffield United. So we've we've moved on and uh we've you know we've kicked on nicely actually back to where we were.
0: Exactly. I mean I mean we'll talk about what well, obviously we are going to a bit further as we go along, but we did say over the next you know week or so and I think I think I think you know, um, John Don said um two points he'd take and we've got double that. So you
1: know
0: it's not been a bad week for wise has it.
1: No, not at all. Um, like like Graham said, after last last Tuesday, we were all a bit down in the dumps. We knew we needed a minimum of four points from the two away games. Um, we've done that. I think it's it's been a pr- productive last two games. So, I for one thought Millwall away would be a tough game. It proved to be a tough game, and uh, the game that we needed to win, we actually won. So four points out of six at Arm ten, not four out of nine. Exactly. So.
0: It's um it's been a positive week. Obviously, we'll we'll start with Millwall. Um, I mean, obviously, I want to talk a bit more about Birmingham. Um, because I say I want to get that debate out of the way. Um, but I'll start with you, John. Obviously, Millwall is always always going to be a tough test. We've got, you know, the you know the factor of the the former player in there. Some tough tackling midfielders. I mean, you've even got Billy Mitchell in midfield as well. You know, what I mean, proper <laughs> cockney name. Um. So, you know, it was always going to be a tough test. And I think we rode that, that test quite well, didn't
1: we, on Saturday? I think we did, yeah. Like you say, it's, it's, the den's never an easy place to go with The fans are right on. It's old school atmosphere. To be to be honest, I enjoy going there. It's, it's a bit of a blast from the past for me. Um, but, yeah, we. I thought I, th- I thought we handled them pretty well, considering the run that they're on. Uh, I know they hit the bar with the header, but we hit, we hit the bar as well with Tav's free kick earlier on. And, kind of thinking if that had went in, maybe maybe we would have grabbed all three points. But yeah, happy with a point, me, away.
0: Exactly. And the, the day I always say, whatever you can take in a ground like that you know, is always going to be a bonus because going to the den is it's, it's always intimidating. It's always tough. Um, Jacob, you went on Saturday, didn't you?
3: Yeah, we were there. We went down on the train. Yeah.
0: And how did you, how did you find the um, the ninety minutes? Um, you know, tough test, but a really well-earned
3: point in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was important after we got back to Sheffield United to just try and keep solid at the back and, um, yeah, get a point. I was quite happy with it in the end, to be fair.
0: Exactly. And what was it? What was the atmosphere like in the ground? Obviously, um, you know, we could all say it was quite... It was an intimidating place to go, but, you know, it did seem the crowd was a little bit on top of things. Obviously, there was a couple of scuffles on the pitch that, the atmosphere up i imagine it was quite te- quite um tasty down there as well
3: yeah it was yeah i mean like they are they're only out on the telly and they're not so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh, i don't know Savile was wasn't sent off like or at least on a yellow card jesus christ
0: yeah yeah you're absolutely right i mean yeah i was a bit surprised at the tackle he threw him but that's what you get with me while uh bandy what did you make of uh saturday's trip to the den
2: just going to allude to Wilder's comments, he said that was one of his best games that he'd watched us playing a nil-nil at Millwall, which is sort of typical of his character, you know, yeah. he's, he's, done, he's he's done the rounds, he's been through the leagues, so something like that, a nil-nil, clean sheet after a complete dicking at Bramall Lane, is something that will please him, and it pleased me. I did get a bit overly ambitious in the last podcast, I wanted to go to the Den and, and get a win, but... Obviously, we've balanced that out now with a fantastic win at St Andrews. So a point at Millwall is a bloody good result, to be honest. And uh, a classic championship ding-dong battle, like you say, tackles flying in, players stood up tall, um, and we could have nicked it, you know. Lumley obviously saved us as well, so credit to him for that worldy save, brilliant that. Um, But, yeah, could have gone either way, and I think both teams came off, shook hands and thought, you know, we'll both take a point. And I think Wilder was immensely pleased with that. So if he's pleased, I'm pleased.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd go with that because it was it was harder and they say, there was chances in the second half where we could have it. And they say, Conley's <laughs> chance. I know, he's only, I know he's only aiming at the front post. Still a big chance, obviously Biakovsky is a big keeper. Um you know he, he fills the net quite well. Lovely save, it was a cracking save. I know people are saying why well, you should be saving it. Was it. good. That. It's, it's it's not. It's a cracking save, isn't it? You know, uh, there was
2: so. a, there was a lot of bodies in in front of him, and he's he's, he's gambled and it's going top corner, and he's made it last minute and tipped it round. Brilliant save. So we've exactly. got to give him credit because he, he gets too much stick, in my opinion. He Great.
0: Does. Yeah, Absolutely agree with that. He, he's, he does get a lot of stick, and um, so, so you know, some, some rightfully, some wrong for, you know. You know we're all about a balanced view about it, but yeah, you've got to give credit where credit's due. I thought the save was was spot on for Lumley, but um, um, yeah, I see it was it was a hard uh, point. It was um, it was a good point, and then obviously that kicked us on to, to Tuesday nights. Um, John, I'll start with you. Um, I've got to I've got to say, Andrews. Um, you were a bit worse for wear. Don't lie. Uh, <laughs> that's,
1: <laughs> um, what, that's what drinking with you does.
0: It's, it's got absolutely nothing to do with me. It's you and them shots. I don't know what the hell they were. They were absolutely hideous. Um, imagine that pirate one was there, to be fair. Um, no, we got to say Andrews, as we saw the team, it was the one change. It was a change we all wanted. Type steel backing um, to make that back feel a bit more solid. And we both jumped off. And do you, do you want to tell the fine gentleman what the score we said when we jumped off that bus? if you remember.
1: I think we 2-0. I think we did say 2-0, didn't we?
0: We did. We both said, get, a, get an early goal, get a late goal, that'll do. And then jump off and, and, and you know, pie in the night away. But, um,
2: that's that's what I predicted as well, boys on Twitter, for yeah, the game. So I'll, I'll, I'll credit as well. It was a,
0: quite a common theme, isn't it? You know, it, was, it was just one of those where you thought, if we get an early goal, we'll beat these comfortably. And, and to be fair, that's you know that's obviously how it turned out. And we'll go into it, but you know
2: you saw the team, Bandy. What did you think of the team after that one change? That was enough. for you. <coughs> I was chuffed that Dyke Steele was back in. As I, I go on about it all the time, we've got that that little triangle on that right hand side, and when that clicks, we look at such a such a more potent team, um, offensively. Um, I thought Taylor was was good at, at left back. Slotted in comfortable again, and uh, they saw sort of, the. Once steals back, the team sort of picks itself now. He seems keen on on running with Connolly and uh, Balagan. so we've got to go with that. Uh, Sporar seems to have been been put in a cupboard somewhere. No-one's seen him. I don't know what's going on there. Um says he's ill. He's not- I'm not 100% when I see players ill. It's just doesn't really wash with me. There's some a, a miss there. But uh, back to Deal, having him in the team makes us such a better team and it just gives confidence to the players in front knowing that they can they can afford to take a few risks and even lose the ball because he's always there to mop up. Um he was a close contender for me from out of the match but I think Tav again just with his you know his boundless energy running through midfield trying to link up with the attack he just shaped it for me. So yeah a good performance first half we probably made hard work of it should have been out of sight to be honest. Um, we did get a goal chalked off, um, penalty miss, didn't let. Harry didn't let that get to him. Obviously, regrouped half-time and Wilder must have said, look, they're there for the taking, boys. No fear, go at them. And we upped our game second half and we dominated, really. So a very convincing win and uh, yeah. one which I, I expected. Um, yeah. it's, it's in us to, to, to do that now. Horror of all, probably would have lost one nil. you know, and wouldn't have competed. But Wilder ensures that, you know, one defeat is never followed with another. Obviously, the battering at, at Blades, we, we bounced back with a good point, and then we've we've followed it up with a win. So, four points, two-way games, brilliant. Sets us up nicely now for Chelsea on Saturday. Exactly,
0: exactly. Obviously, you came down with us, Jacob. Obviously, you, you've sat... In the, the, the well-behaved bit, you know, you kept away from us, <laughs> you know, us. Um, I suppose knobheads at the back. <laughs> but um what did you, what did you make of um, of the team that you when you saw it pop up on your phone at quarter seven?
3: Yeah, well, to be fair, when you looked at the bench, we probably couldn't have done much else but that team. Really, I think without um, without obviously apparent illnesses, there isn't much on the bench, and McGree out and Piero. I couldn't have really complained to be fair because there wasn't much Chelsea could have done.
0: Did you did you predict 2 0 as well?
3: No, I predicted 2 1 and Birmingham would get a penalty because we haven't conceded a penalty in play all season in the league. So that was my prediction. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I saw a few people say that was going to be fair. But um near enough, Jacob, got the points. Yeah. There.
3: Yeah, we got the pen instead, so it was all right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it was it was it was harder And I mean, we'll go for, I'll go for the goals, obviously. The first goal, I, I don't want to um, obviously take it away from Connolly. Obviously, it has been because it went down as an own goal. But, John, that, that, that first goal, was a beautiful little bit of play, wasn't it? Obviously, um nice little bit of intricate play. We did Dyke steal. Uh, Jones was in there. Balligan obviously, for, uh, backing it around the corner and then the ball in to put it onto, onto a player for Connolly. It was a well-worked goal. It
1: was. I think, uh, I th- I think that... That little moment shows what well is trying to implement into the team. Um, we've we've seen a lot of it while he's been here. Little short passes, trying to open open defences up with little balls, and and they managed to do it. And uh, yeah, it, it's good on the eye, and it's working. So long may that continue. It, it is working. I think that's
0: the best thing about mean, because I mean. <sighs> They were they were great, and I'll go into I'll go into a bit more detail why like I, I thought they were they were absolutely horrendous. But it, it, like Bandy said, them sort of games we slip up in in the past and we take it a bit like complacence and we back off mm. and we you know we probably grind out into either a one 0 defeat or a, or a horrible nil nil draw. But we took the game by the scuffle net really quickly. We started create chances, I'd say from at least at least the fifth minute. We just really got into them straight away, didn't we?
1: I thought the I thought the front two set it on. Uh, Wilder has his forwards working hard anyway, but for me, I thought Connolly and Balligan were were really really good on the night. In fact, as a pairing, it's the best they've played together. I would say since they've been here. So so that's another another plus point that they seem to be building up a bit of a relationship on the field, because that because that's not going to come straight away. You know, you've got to give him a bit of time settle settling. We've said it numerous times in the past on this podcast. And and judging by the last game, it seems to be working. So, like I say, long may that continue.
0: Exactly. I mean, um, like said, I mean, he's, he's openly admitted, Balder, that he's he's been moving around his front too. You know, he's made lots of changes with it. But last couple of games, he's actually stuck with these two, hasn't he? He's stuck with Ballard and he's stuck with Connolly. He's, 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 he's trying to form some sort of partnership there. And I think we started to see on Tuesday that they are starting to work together. One comes out, one comes back in and, and you know, one takes the touch and makes the run. Or, you know, something's now clicking. that's making that front two a bit more um, sustainable and the longevity is going to be there. They're going to stay in the team a bit longer than just a couple of games.
1: You've got to remember, the games are coming thinking fast. So they're not getting that much time on the training pitch together to, to, to you know... For Wilder to implement what he wants them to do and for them to build up a relationship, that's going to come in game time. So, yeah, hopefully that's a sign of things to come and and we're going to see more of it.
0: Yeah. Before before I talk about the second goal, because I want to talk to you, Bandy, about the second goal, because I know you're a massive fan of Balladin. Jacob, I'll come to you. That that, that offside goal, were you as confused as we were a a few rows behind you?
3: I'll be honest. I was downstairs eating the pie. <laughs> <laughs> but a I have watched, I have watched it back, and I don't. I'm still a bit thinking whether it was offside or not. To be fair, because I don't know if Crooks has he's won it and it hit off them and went through, or it hasn't hit off them. I still don't really know. To be fair,
0: because it, it took it took the linesman a long time to to decide. Yeah, actually that is offside. I just thought
3: it was really poor officiating, to be honest. But um what part did you have? Chicken
0: Balty. <laughs> was all right, actually. Yeah.
2: There I think go. what we what we can't overlook with that disallowed goal is the actual finish itself. Oh, it yeah. was absolutely quality. You know, it's almost when you see Harry Kane running through on a one-on-one, there's only one outcome, and it's a goal. Um Balagan stuck that away beautifully. So he's he's in the groove at the moment. So he he needs to start pretty much every game. His confidence is high. It's took him a while. Um, I think maybe the first four or five games he was getting smashed about a bit, and I don't think he expected that. You know, where he's, mm-hmm. he's he's been he'll have been well well coached at Arsenal, and it's all sort of pretty football. He probably hasn't been touched, you know, but the rough and tumble of the championship it's unforgiving. Area centre back is he's going to be breathing down his neck, kicking him, kicking shite out of him. So he's got to toughen up, and he's he's doing that, but he's also peeling away, taking defenders out with him, which is how he's how he got his goal on on Wednesday night, Tuesday night, whenever.
1: A big difference from the it's a big difference from the under 23s Graham. In it, he's he's playing against yeah. real me, real experienced men now that uh, you know have played in the championship for for a lot of seasons. It's 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 not going to be easy for him, but I think he he is he's starting to adapt well. You can see he's got obvious quality, uh yeah. So progression in it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it helps him that he's working alongside Connolly. If Connolly's got a real strength in him, it's it's his actual strength itself. As I say, I go on about it all the time. If he can stay on his feet more and just hold his man off or even win us a few free kicks, he would be doing a proper job for us. And I think that's why Wilder keeps playing him because he's 100% nuisance value. As a defender, he's probably horrible to play against as well because you don't know whether to get tight on him because if you do, he'll, he'll drop. But if he can hold the ball up a bit better and bring others into play, he'll be a much better player. Um, but like like John said, him and Balogun—that was their best game together against Birmingham. And I thought Connolly was really, really good. So yeah. he's I earned know. the right to stay in the team, and you got to keep playing him now. Exactly. Um, I think I they—they think I think, I
0: think they, they, they they got given the, the, the very much right. The, you know, they should be in the team because. There was, yeah. there was times where Connolly, I know he's playing against you know big, you know six foot odd centre ass, but he, he he held his own on Tuesday night. Yeah, he, he was very physical. He was very. I said but I wouldn't say intimidating because he's about four foot tall, but you know yeah. he, he he had a bit of presence about him where you thought... I think he's smaller than me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're well, you know, four and a half foot. So, but <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It's, he has he has that thing. I don't want to step on his toes because he's a bit feisty. And that's that's my type of center forward I, you know a bit a bit about him, but some of the some of the stuff he was playing as well you know, that, that touch he made in the second half where he just took it down and turned and, and turned ran and ran away from defense. his
2: marker oh. yeah that that was exquisite I didn't know I didn't know he had that in him and dying. but but let's let's see more of that I mean credit to him for his goal or own goal whatever you want to count it as but he was the one that got a, got across his marker first. I mean, he was switched on enough to get across and, and get a touch of some sort, whether it come in off the keeper or defender or whatever, who knows, but he was there. And it's that dynamic again on that right-hand side. Exactly. Just getting the ball to the byline, getting it whipped in, and just making sure that he's there all the time. Um,
0: exactly. So, yeah, you know what I mean? credit so to him. You...
2: Keep going. Well done, so Alan Conley.
0: I mean, I'll stay with you, Bandy. I'll talk about the second goal, because um, that second goal, yeah,
2: it's absolutely superb. Beautifully built up from the back, you know. The ball's carried up the pitch. Housen, I think he, he, he linked up with Tav, and then it's just a simple layoff. And then he's just he's just sort of dropped his shoulder a wee bit just to give him that little angle. And he's seen the corner, and he's he's picked it off beautifully. It's almost like a Thierry Henry-style goal, you know, where he just caressed it into the corner. But he, he hit that with a bit of venom as well. Yeah. Um, keeper did his best to get near it but he, it was so far in the corner that it was just you know it was a goal all, all day long as soon as it left his foot brilliant and then wow. nice to see him run up to the fans as well and celebrate and all the players jump on his back so there's, there's a spirit there as well I think the rest of the team were desperate for him to to get off the mark you know he got his goal at, at Sheffield United so that's that's you know that's two in three now so he's got to think right okay I can go and get another two in three. And um, well, so, that's it,
0: isn't it? I mean, he deserves you know, a he, start as well. well that's, that's it. I mean, he, for me, it looked a bit like it didn't look reluctant to go and see the fight. he looked a bit like, well, I don't want the attention on me. I'm just here scoring goals. But the players were very much behind the scene. Get in front of them, fans. Go and celebrate in front of them because they're here to see you as much as you are to play for them. And mm-hmm. the quality of that goal for me, I said, this, I said this to John on Tuesday. He, for me, was that he arrived. For me, he arrived on, on Tuesday. I thought that goal was absolutely superb.
2: Me too. Probably one of my favorite goals
0: this season. Exactly. It, it, it really was because it, it was also the build up play as well, the goal with it. Because the build up play, it was it was like one touch passing. Housing was involved, Town was yeah. involved, Jones was involved, everybody was involved, and all of a sudden, yeah, bang. It's just that bit again, of volley, down,
2: it, Again, stay down that right hand side, you know that. If we can channel that ability that we have on the right across to the left, we will be so important. Will be a much much better team. Um, yeah. It's it's difficult though. We've got we've got sort of Taylor, a baller both bombing on him, but we just need that that link. I mean, Tav he, he can do that on that left side, but he seems to want to just run everywhere. Does Tav? Exactly. Yeah. I think
1: I think what I think one of the impressive things about the goal was it was instinctive. One, it a little touch to get the ball out with his feet, pinged mm-hmm. into the corner. You know, it shows that shows that he's got obvious quality. It, it's all in the mind. They the say, don't know about pace and all that? It, it's not straight away. It's, it's how quick you are in the head. That first touch and then ping right in the corner, it was a great goal. It, and, and hopefully it's a massive boost for his confidence. We've seen it in the past. I mean, a few of us are a little bit older, but like when we had Uwe Fuchs, nine goals in the end of the season. Trevor Senior came in the late 80s and relegated the team we're playing on Saturday. You know, if he can go on a little run now and get five or six goals before now and the end of the season, we, we've got a cracking chance. One of them, one of them to do it. Or hopefully both of them anyway.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I, mean, absolutely you know, agree. I mean, one thing I would say about Balogun's goal. I know, obviously, we saw him start United um, last Tuesday, but it didn't mean anything, did it? This was a meaningful, meaningful goal. It was the mm-hmm. second goal of the game. And it was a two-goal lead. And all of a sudden, we had a cushion and we just thought, right, we can build on this and we can push them a bit further. And I think that showed after the goal that we, we pushed on again.
1: His goal against Sheffield United didn't mean anything in the context of that game. Yeah. But what, it's done, what it might have done for him and his confidence, we're soon going to find out. Well, that's,
0: that, that's I, think, it. I think
2: we already have, John. If, yeah, he, well, hadn't, yeah. if he hadn't scored that, that goal at Sheffield United where he, you know he took it beautifully from that tight angle, would he have maybe had that confidence to have to have hit that ball at Saint Andrews the other night? You just don't know, do you? Exactly, yeah. But he, he he's, he's got it now. So you know we've got to we've got to sort of pin our hopes on him being, you know, being being our top man, him yeah. Conley.
0: Spot on, spot on. I, I actually... just,
1: just, spot just a quick one, Graham. You mentioned about uh, Spora being in the cupboard. I, I wonder if uh, Amiobi's in there with him. We might get two for one. <laughs> we,
2: we always have these players that just seem to disappear, and you just forget you just <laughs> that they're here. But I mean, Spora's a cult hero, and he's gone from sort of hero to zero You know, he had a couple of bad performances, and then I don't know, just something amiss. Yeah, there is. Um, There's the way Wilder sort of described his absence as well. It was just a little bit, oh, that's odd. Mm. Yeah. I- I hope um, I'm wrong. I could be completely wrong and getting paranoid about the whole situation, but there's just something I
0: mean, that don't sit right with me. No, I mean I think there's something there because it's all of a sudden I'm like you. When players start getting ill, there's something not quite right. Because if you're in the form of your life and you're scoring six, seven goal goals in a row, it doesn't matter if you've got. Illness or whatever, you get your ass on the pitch and you want to score again because you, you're you you in the form of your life and you want to keep going. But I just feel like this little rut he's having. I don't know. It's it's knocking him back and it's making fans look at him and think, well, hang on, why aren't you kicking through this little rut? You know, like other players have have done. You know, it's I don't know. There's so much, so much not quite that right there. I all I can think,
2: is. all I can think, Steve, is Wilder's had a look at them all. Obviously, he's looking at what Moy is thinking. He's, he's probably better as an impact sub. He's looked at Sporer and he has been a little jaded in his maybe last two or three games, and he looks like he's going to start with Connolly and Balogun every game now. So I think he's made that decision, and he's probably pulled Sporer to one side and said, "Look, these are going to be my front two now from from now till maybe the end of the season. You've got to earn the right to get back in the team." And I just wonder if he's if he's spat his dummy a bit. I don't know. Um, that's something for the for the press to investigate. Not not me, but that's just my, my thought process.
1: That's what we're here for, we're here to talk about them kind of issues. Yeah. You're not having a go at him, you know what I mean? It's just a general conversation that I suppose every Borough fan's had at home or, or on the internet or whatever in in the past few days. So I think it's worthy of bringing it up. So yeah. until he I mean, scores, he, obviously, he get the last minute winner on Saturday.
2: Well, that, that that would be fantastic. That that yeah. would be a reaction, wouldn't it? Certainly would. And that that's what we want. Don't,
0: don't be getting me too excited, yeah. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but, um, right, man of the matches then. I'll start with you, Jacob. Who was your man of the match on, on Tuesday? Uh,
3: oh, I've got to give it to Tav, but still come close, I think, because I just think Tav... Tav covers every bit of the pitch, done not he, and always works. I don't think you can ever question his work rate. It's just sometimes he's not as productive, but he had a few shots as well, to be fair with him, so it's probably his best, like, productive performance in a while as well. Spot on. Um, you, said,
0: you, said, you
3: said Tab as well, Bandy? I did.
2: What what Jacob's just said there, it, it covers exactly what I want to say. Spot on. Um, the only thing I would add is Dyke Steele ran him very, very close, and... When he, when he starts games, I'm confident that we're going to get a result.
0: Spot on. John?
1: Yeah, it was a great performance by Tav. I mention him every week. I love him. You, you see what he gives to the team when he's not in the team. But I thought the front two set a tone on Tuesday night. Uh, so I'm going to give it a Connolly. He's had a fair share of stick since he's been in, undeservedly for me. So I'm going to give it a Connolly.
0: I'm, I'm surprised you remembered most of the match, but you know, well done. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, mate. Of course, I remember the <laughs> match, it's We go, that's why he's
2: still laid on us. His... Have you been off that sofa since
1: the match? I've uh, been work today, mate.
0: <laughs> good lad. Well, um, no, he I, I, took the words out of my mouth there. I, I, I said on the way home, Connolly, I thought Connolly was brilliant. They say he had, a, he had big physical defenders to deal with on Tuesday night, and he dealt with them incredibly well, gave it as good as he got. And they say, I thought he rounded off with the ball, obviously, I was wrong. Um, but then it was um, yeah his performance was just all around top top draw for me I thought it was spot on and uh, yeah I thought he was my man of the match but, um, yeah good calls thank
2: yeah, very good
0: thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> um, well yeah we'll move on um, obviously t- season tickets obviously we're all you know we're all season ticket holders renewals came out today. it's been a long time coming I think it's been for What it's been, you know, pre pandemic, it's it's a bit later than it usually is. It's usually about February, we see, we see it. You know, the old letter on the uh, on the doorstep kind of thing <laughs> used to come through. Um, the dreaded letter, I miss them days. Um, you know, it's like it,
2: getting the gas bill,
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you knew it was coming, you just didn't know when. Um, but these came through, and I've seen a lot of talk on social media today about the prices. Right, do we do we agree with the prices? I mean, if, if, as far as I see, I mean, asset I asset I north stand, you sit north stand, don't you, John? As well, Bandy, um, I know your east stand, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I'm in Generation Red Zone, Row One, East Stand. So, yeah, you know. I'm I'm content with the prices. I sort of roughly know what I'm going to pay every single year, give or take a small percentage increase. So, I just prepare for that. You know, everybody else. You know, as a different circumstance so you can understand people's arguments. There's no point in point scoring and claiming that you're a better fan than somebody else and, you know, everybody's got their own issues. But I just think Gibson always tries to price it fairly but has to run a football club at the same time. It's so difficult and I don't think people understand the logistics of keeping a club as big as ours afloat, especially after two years of, you know, pandemic football, so to speak, it's, it's tricky. Um, so he puts the prices out and he allows people to make their own choices. Um, gate receipts nowadays aren't as big a thing as we expect or as, as no, fans not. expect that they are. They're not. You know, sponsorship and TV rights are, are far bigger than what you bring in through the gate. Um, but it is nice to have as many season ticket holders putting their money up front. It does give them... Uh, scope to bring in players early and prepare for the season better. But uh, I feel a little bit sorry at times for, for the club when they put prices out because they know, we know that they're going to get slaughtered for it because people want things for nothing.
1: I mean, I think I think for us, Steve, is it 40 quid it's gone up?
0: 30 or 40 quid, it's not
1: more. Even at 30 quid, I saw a great tweet a little bit earlier on. And again, this isn't a criticism of people who are having to go at the prices, each of their own. But if they'd have said to you, right, we're going to charge you £1.50 a game more to watch the football we're playing under Wilder than what we saw under Warnock and Pulis before that, we'd have all paid the extra £1.50, wouldn't we, on a match-by-match basis? So so I don't think the club's done too bad. I think, that, if I'm right in saying, correct me if I'm wrong, they were froze, frozen last year. So they've gone up, what, 30 quid in two years? You look at your gas bill and... and food bills and all that, they've gone up far more than that in the last two years. It's, it's gone astronomical. So I i think it'd be fair to Steve Gibson. He knows he knows how hard money's come by in, in this area where we are. I don't think it's that bad, really, to be honest, especially for the type of football we're seeing at the moment. And it might be premiership football, so we're paying £30 more to watch Premier League football. They don't know that yet.
0: I okay, mean, so I mean, I saw something. It was one one part of an argument. Um, obviously. not a lot of fans are not happy with the rise, and you know, I think it's 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 a combination of everything rising at the moment. But Hartlepool up the roads, their season ticket reels are out. They're paying three hundred and sixty-five quid towards League two football.
2: I saw that comparison, Steve. And that's that's what immediately sprung to mind with me. And yeah, I know the point you're going to make, and it's it's going to be valid.
0: Yeah. So, you know, and you know what's coming, Bandy. Two leagues up, and we're paying less than 100 quid more. You know what I mean? You you, you take that game by game. As I say, you're looking at a £1.50 or £2 increase on what we paid this well, two years ago, because a lot of us didn't pay for this year. We all got it for free. So, there's another reason as why I had to go up. A lot of fans came in this year on a rolled over season ticket. I was one one of them fans I put my money in you know a few months in the pandemic and I told him to keep it because I I said you keep it and I'll I'll use receiving ticket when we'll come back in I'm sure thousands of fans did exactly the same so there's another reason I had to go up but I don't think it's that bad of an increase I really really don't and I I don't get I can't justify why I mean this come across as controversial I don't care to be honest um, I don't get why, they're mourning so much. When we all know, when it comes towards the deadline of that early bird offer, they're going to pay it. They're all going to pay it. Because mm. when it gets towards that offer, it was, and it's, it's Easter, it, 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 the deadline, yeah. we could be in a position where we're either going to Wembley and watching us at Wembley, and they're all mourning. and can get a semi-final ticket because they're not a season ticket holder, or they're going to be going to Bournemouth in a, in a massive promotion game that's coming up. So, you know, stop in the morning, don't pay it, don't pay it. I'll pay the money and just get on with it.
1: I mean, I'll repeat again, the club, if they'd have waited to, till we know what division we're going to be in next year. So say, in, high, in in if we are promoted, they could have put £50 on the season tickets, not £30. Because mm-hmm. the different. let's be honest, the, mm-hmm. I love the championship, I love being in the championship. But the difference between quality-wise, the difference between the championship and the Premiership, a thirty-pound increase. When we could possibly be seeing that next season, I don't think it's too bad at all, myself. But, but again, that's not a criticism of other fans. They're in different circumstances. Thirty pounds—a lot of money to some people. So I understand where they're coming from as well.
2: Yeah, I think a big concern is the walk-up prices, which are, you know, alarming. Supporters who don't have season tickets, casual supporters who probably want to go. Most weeks, but obviously maybe can't work after games because the, the the night games or whatever. So it, it's a very tricky one. I mean, the club can't can't win in this one. That they really can't. That's the prices. That's what you pay if you want to come. Come, but it's it's just as expensive to do other things. Yeah, no. So it's it's down to choice and uh, making sacrifices. If you, if you loved your club that much, then you maybe curb the nights out or go easy on the palmos or something. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I need to do that. <laughs> but um, no, you're absolutely right. I, I'll come to you, Jacob. Obviously, um you've got a younger pers- perspective on this. Um, you know, yours is going up. You know, what has what your age group kind of said about this little increase that's coming?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm quite lucky anyway, so my grandad just pays for mine, to be honest. But um obviously I respect everyone else's like situations and that were like money and stuff and But then if you look at the teams like Fulham who've built their new stand, I know that's in London, but it's a grand season ticket at Fulham now. They've put up to £1,000. So not everyone in London is dead rich either. So, you know, that's a lot of money for them to pay. That's a
1: really good point. Does your granddad want another grandson? (laughs) Sorry? Granddad won a season ticket. There's another three here, yeah? Yeah. You have three more grandkids, can't you, lads? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> no, yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's paying,
0: paying for four, I think. Four or three.
1: Fair play. Wim. Well done.
0: Yeah, well done, grandad. Yeah, you cannot knock it out. But um, you know, it's it, it's it's a difficult conversation to have, isn't it? Because as I say, like you've rightly said, John, everybody does have their personal circumstances. And obviously, with a lot of things going up in the world, petrols flew up. Gas bills are flying up. Le- lecky bills are going up. Food's going up. Everything's has got Council tax going what up. What is going on <laughs> you know, I don't think that's a last spot. spot. <laughs> but, you know, what I mean? everything's going up and people have to start thinking, I need to cut down on my luxuries a little bit. But I'll always play the argument back. The club always facilitates for people that are less fortunate because you can pay for this over a year if you want. They still have that facility in place. Um, I think you've got to go to the club shop. Oh club shop. The ticket office at the moment. When well, so when they come out and say I want to apply for it, but they'll have no issue putting you through it because they're still they're getting the money up front. You're know, just paying some finance company the rest of the money. So it's an interest interest free as well. Stay interest exactly. free
2: finance scheme. So and, and, I can and just how many places
0: away at that after
2: ten months?
0: Exactly. How many places are you going to get a zero percent interest? I suppose loan. To pay for that, nowhere else is
2: going to give you that now. You're not. And oh. I think you were spot on before when you said, you know, you're maybe paying £1.50 more to see a Middlesbrough team coached by Chris Wilder. I mean, yeah. you'd have took that four years ago, wouldn't you? Oh, God,
0: yeah. Oh when God, when yeah. you
2: consider oh God. some of the garbage we've had in charge that couldn't manage the way down to the local shop, yeah. you know, it's he's an elite manager <laughs> And we, we, we will be 100% going places with him. We might fall short this season, who knows, but next season is going to be a massive season, irrespective of what division we're in. Personally, I go to watch the Borough. I'm not really bothered about who we play, to be honest. I just want to see us play good football and and, and challenge at the right end of, of leagues. And whatever happens at the end happens. If you fall short, you fall short, you go again. And it's it's exciting. It's really really good watching football now with Wilder at Borough.
1: Look, considering what we've been put through in the last few years, yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, I've said it before. It's all about the result. I don't care about the style of football. That's just a bonus. Don't get me wrong. I'm much preferred and going to watch us now than I did before. But I think we. Do, I think the fans who've been going, they deserve what we're what we're what we're seeing at the moment. So it's all positive.
0: Exactly. It's it's been it's been a long few years when you say it like that because obviously it it's football we watched from the Warnock and, and Pulis I mean G- Jesus wept I mean it was absolutely horrendous I mean yes. I, I'm all, I'm all <laughs> for being direct in route one but that just took the biscuit uh, I mean I, I know a lot of things about taking biscuits I mean for Jesus Christ come on that was absolutely awful and um, we now get of the rewards of picking of picking the manager at the right time I am mean, look at the managers in the Premier League Leeds have just got some yank that half the country doesn't know. But Burnley, a stick, well, I, I, to be fair, I don't mind sondice but he's starting to not I don't, I don't like mind him
2: either. He's done a great job there.
0: Yeah. He's, he's, di- he's starting to grind a little bit on Burnley fans. D- Dean <laughs> Smith hasn't done a lot with Norwich. Watford have gone back to the, the old people's home to get Roy Hodgson out. You know what I mean? There's a lot of clubs in the Premier League. Look, look at Chris Wilder and think, we could have done with
1: him. Everyone, well, listen, I, was, I was literally just going to say there's a big club on Merseyside that for me have appointed a name, not somebody who's particularly done something in the past. Yeah. I, I'm not convinced that was a great appointment by them at all. Yeah. I was worried when Everton sacked Benitez that they might come calling for Wilder, genuinely worried. So yeah, I was, I was so pleased that that didn't happen because, well, with a bit of luck, we, we might be swapping divisions next year.
0: Oh, we might be in the championship with Everton, like that'd be tasty. That'd be great. Um, yeah, I'd enjoy like that. Excellent day. But, um, you know, this mean? like you said? But we we have got to consider ourselves very lucky to have Chris Wilder in charge. And if that means we have to pay a little bit extra to go and watch go and watch the Borough week in week out, then so be it. Because this is the best football I've seen Borough play in a long time. And it makes fans, more and more fans, because there's more and more people doing walk-ups as well at the moment, are excited to watch Borough. Yeah. I mean, look at the cup game we're going to preview. That's sold out within an instant. You know, mm-hmm. both the first allocation and then the ones that they couldn't sell. You know, they sold out quickly. And, you know, how often do you have the rush for tickets like we just had? You, you didn't have that for the last few years. And I just feel like the good times are coming back.
1: Side again. You see, that's 100%. that's just that's that's just one little thing that I can't understand about people where they criticize the prices. What's the cheapest walk-up for an adult on Saturday? Is it about £28? Like that.
0: Yeah.
1: So then if you <laughs> t- if you a few times yeah, that by yeah. even just by 20 games, that's 560 quid, never mind 23. So that's a lot more than what they'd pay for a season ticket. Now, for the like I say, the genuine fans who genuinely can't afford season tickets and want to the walk-up prices do genuinely worry me. I think the £28, it's, it's not easy for some people to find out. And obviously, with the season tickets going up, the walk-up prices are going to go up as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, You know, it, it, is a,
1: it is a concern.
2: The Upper West, you know, it's, it's daft money, but that's why they're always empty.
1: Well, I, uh, one of my big bugbears, I can't understand why it costs more to sit in the West than it does in the North. We're watching exactly the same product. I, I'd stick behind the goal all day long. I prefer it behind the goal. I like the view. So if it's £28 in there, I can't understand why it's not £28 in the West. We're seeing exactly the same product.
2: I agree, John. I that's, that's down to Gibson and his marketing team, isn't it? We'll we probably have never, never, ever find that out. But you, you sort of seem to have to pay for a privilege of sitting higher up with a supposed better view. But personally, I don't give a toss where I sit as long as I can see the match. I'll sit yeah. behind a pillar if I have to, as long as I'm there. You know, going back to Everton, that's probably one of my favourite grounds. You know, away games and stuff. Old shitty seats, massive pillar in front of you, but there's something yeah. perverse about it. You feel like you're at a proper football match, yeah, not it's a always... theatre or somewhere. You know, and that for me, yeah. I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I like the yeah. derelict old grounds that are falling apart, and the the, the you know that they've got history, they've got heritage, esteem yeah. and character.
0: Absolutely spot on, but um, yeah, you know, I I hope people I hope people sign up for next season. I'm gonna obviously granddad's paying for Jacob's, and I'll <laughs> be paying for ours. That'd be nice, but um, you know, I just thought people say, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm just gonna buy it because you know we could end up in the Premier League next year, and to pay for us, John, four hundred fifty quid for a season ticket in the Premier League.
1: That's, that's pennies and that's something that would be an absolute privilege to watch yeah Matt, no, I, I agree like I say I don't think the prices are too bad but I do understand where people are coming from oh, yeah. like like Graham said you've got to pick your poison do you want to go out on a Saturday night and spend 80, 90, 100 pounds yeah. or four weeks four weeks of that don't go out and, and get a season ticket maybe the ones with families who, who I understand again have got to feed and keep warm that's fair enough I, t- I totally get that it's not a criticism
0: no, of course not. Of course not. And, as, and, and like I've said, you know, the club will facilitate anyone that that you know quite quite pay it all Now they'll do it in bits and bits and pieces for you. You know that's what them agreements are there for. They want to get as many people in that ground as possible, and you know, in, get everybody back on board because they did lose a lot of fans through purely through one up through yeah was as well. So.
2: I don't think the excuse is there now to say, well, I'm not fucking going because it's shite. You know, the football's shite. It's not. Yeah. It's good. Nine times out of ten, we're going to win that home game. Yeah. So there's no real reason not to want to go, apart from if you completely cannot afford it, um, which is, you know, fine to, for, for many people. Um, exactly. the might- people who are on the fringes, I think sometimes some of them look for an excuse. Not the go and they just love a good old-fashioned moan.
0: Yeah. And uh, that is a good way to bounce into our next bit because obviously, we you say nine out of ten, we've won nine wins in a row at home. We've got the big possibility of making it ten. It's I know, John, you're a big passionate one about this one. Chelsea at home, FA Cup quarter final, under the lights, full Riverside, very minimal Chelsea fans. How much are you looking forward to this massive test against what you have to call the European and world champions?
1: You can call them that, even though they are, I'm not going to call them that. It's a club I I cannot stand, Chelsea. I haven't since 1988. It's nothing to do with the cup finals. It goes back longer than that. I mean, one of our greatest goal scorers, I know Graham's mate, he can't stand them. Pinning us in behind that goal... Honestly, it's what they're right up there with Sunderland for me. It's if it's, it's Chelsea has always got a bit of a derby game feel for me. It's a big, big game, and the bonus that it's a quarter final and sporting integrity. You know what an absolute joke of a club they are. It's, it's pff, ridiculous. I can't wait. Get, get, I, get
0: I, your I, popcorn. Here we go. Go on, John.
1: Honestly, if you thought your rant about derby was bad the other week, mate, I could go on for hours about these. Go on. If we bit. If we beat them on Saturday, mate, I'll be on the moon.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to do a Keegan then.
1: <laughs> I'd love it if we beat them.
0: Love it.
2: <laughs> well done, John. On Q, mate. Good lad. Yeah, I, I feel the same as John. Can't stand them. Despise them ever since that playoff game 88. we have got a lot lot of lot of memories from that game going down there. It was horrible. And I uh, saw some bad sights I didn't want to see again. And uh, I just remember them waving money at us. Giving it the old Harry and we got loads of money and all that, yep. and us northern peasants. What are you doing down here? You got no right to play us, and yeah, horrible, horrible club. And they've, they've got worse. They've got worse since Roman Abramovich came in, and the the filth level is just off off the scene. You know the yeah. amount of money that's swilling around there, top scene.
1: And Do you know what Graham? They're not they're not a big club. They're a rich club. We know exactly. from the eight, we we know from the eighties they were no bigger than West Ham. They're just a rich club. They felt very, very lucky. But they're self-entitled, a lot of them. And like you said there, I'd love it. Love it if we beat them.
0: Love it. But, Jacob, what are your feelings about Chelsea? Obviously, we've got a bit of a different perspective about what we've seen. Obviously, the memories we've all got, the bad ones mostly. But um, what's your perspective of our game against Chelsea?
3: Yeah, uh, definitely. My granddad had a few choice words about them, like in the past few weeks. I th- think he's looking forward to it more than anybody. to Be fair, but yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think actually this is all my playing our hands. To be fair, all this morning and things, I think it sets it up for a right good upset. To be honest,
0: it it, it does. You're absolutely right. I mean, we, we've got, we've got absolutely nothing to lose in this game. It's 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 all all for us to gain again, third round in a row, but. You were on that bus with us on Tuesday when all that news came out. What did you think about having the thoughts of not being able to go and watch your team because some because of a rich club owned by a Russian can't get their can't get their politics in place and and, and they're getting punished for it, and all of a sudden we were in the place to get punished for that.
3: Yeah, well, as obviously the borough said, it was like there was no merit for anything. It was just so random. It was like. Just cause you've got a problem, thirty thirty odd thousand people should have a problem with you. I didn't get it, like, but um, I knew it probably wouldn't happen to be fair because it would just everyone would just kick off. So, well,
0: that that, that bus nearly kick off. I know you saw some three <laughs> seats on that bus, but um, yeah. but we saw we saw what Gibbo said, John. Um, he dealt with it unbelievably well, didn't he? Like, he he said straight away, they don't know sport and integrity. It's pathetic. They've had 19 years of, of buying fame, glory, trophies, a the lot. They don't know what you know. It, 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 the word pathetic was an absolute abuse of a word, and to come out and say that on the record, it sure. I think it echoed everything every other borough fan said. Every fan around the country said. It was just one of those moments you thought this this has changed from. A cup tie that we're interested in, so a cup
1: tie the whole country is interested in. No, oh, there's only there's only one part of Britain that wants wants Chelsea to win, and that's actually Chelsea. The rest of the country are wanting us to beat them. Hundred percent. Nobody nobody agreed with it. And to be fair, some of the Chelsea fans, even they... was it the Chelsea Supporters Trust that put out a tweet yeah. saying that they didn't agree with it? And so I mean, fair fair play to them for doing that. But I wonder if somebody had had a little word in their ear and said, right, if this game on Saturday is played behind closed doors, then the rest of your games at home for the rest of the season will have to be played behind closed doors because you can't allow way fans in.
0: Exactly. I mean, the best part of all this is um, last night, obviously, Chelsea got through the Champions League ties last night against Lille. And uh, Tuchel was sat there, all nice and smoky, you know, thinking, you know, got through that, you know, move on to Millsbury next. And the guy asked him the question, I think it was from Sky Sports, said, how do you feel about the prospect of no home fans for the rest of the Champions League campaign? And his little face dropped and even the press guy didn't expect that question to come and they were like, well, we're not talking about that tonight. And two it was like, I, I didn't know that. I'm not happy about that. I, I... And he looked a bit like, what the hell's going on? Does that yeah. just show how a bit far out of the blue this we want to play behind closed sort thing was. I mean, does this show what implications it could have for them for the rest of the season?
1: Yeah, it's big, it's big for them, isn't it? But fair play to So I saw quotes attributed to him a day where he said he wants to make it perfectly clear. He didn't agree with it and him and his players had nothing to do with it at all. No coach or football fan wants to be playing in stadiums with no fans there. It's the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. Yeah, I, I agree with that, John.
2: I think Tuchel's a man of class, to be honest. He's He's been around the block. He's managed some huge clubs. Yeah. He wants to play in big games with fans. You know, that that's what he's, he's he's born to do. Big occasion for him. And, you know, for him to come out, I thought that was good. Because um, it's it's nice to have him... Yeah, it was. You know, singing from the same him sheet as everybody else, really. Um, who'd have thought? Middlesbrough's got a global fan base this weekend. Barring, wow. barring Chelsea, obviously. Fantastic, yeah.
0: yeah. I know, it's... Um... I, I did
2: think Gibson's comment was so succinct, perfect. Delivered at the right time. He probably let it settle an hour and thought, right, I'll have my say. You picture him in the boardroom, sleeves up, right, get this out now. Perfect. Yeah. He loves it. He loves it a bit- rock with Chelsea. Goes back back to the playoff days as well, you know, when he was, you know, he took over the club and, you know, he, he'll have seen the history as well and he'll have watched them grow as a club thinking they're only growing because they've, they've got a rich, rich benefactor. He sort of admitted he couldn't compete, you know, when we we're in the Premier League last that he can't compete with, with Chelsea anymore, Man City he can't be throwing money at things because he, he probably knows that it's you know a lot of it's blood money to be fair. <laughs> his,
1: his statement his statement was absolutely bob on, wasn't it? I mean, uh, excluding a bit of profanity that we probably would have added to it. Um, he, he said exactly what we were thinking. It was it was great, it made me chuckle, it was, it was superb.
0: Well, he did it through the he did it through the right person as well, because it all came through Simon Jordan, didn't it? Because uh, obviously Simon Jordan knows Steve Gibson quite well, and mm. I say when the news was all coming out about you know, I mean we were we were in the pub before himself, we weren't we? We all came out. We um, were, yeah. It came, I think Simon Jordan was still on Talk Sport, doing his doing whatever show he does on a weekday, and he picked the right person to tell because Simon Jordan is not one that will sit there quiet. If he's got something to say, he'll just say it. And he just came out and said, "Well, this was what Steve Gibson just said to me about it." And also, it, it just went bang. And all of a sudden, where you know, it's not often a chairman comes out and speaks so openly about it. And Gibbo didn't even hesitate. He was just like, "Nah, it's not right," and we'll fight it. And and the club statement said that as well when that came out because I thought that was quite strongly worded as well.
1: Yeah, well, that came out about five minutes after. I mean, we didn't waste any time. They they'd. they'd I mean, the club at Gibson I'll have heard about it in the morning before it came came to light like what they were trying to do. And uh, I think our response came in a, in an official statement about five minutes afterwards, and yeah, rightly so. Defend defending defending the club. and it's a quarter it's a big game for us. Quarter final of the FA Cup. They don't come round every year, as we all know. Huge game. I think, I think Wilders Wilder's
2: team talks already done. Just you know disgusting chances you know talking about playing the game behind closed doors I mean there's there's your team talk that's what they think boys Obviously, he not fancy out and, and defended himself and his players and, and you know fair play I do agree with that but wherever that instruction has come from it's just diabolical is it is it Bruce Buck is the chief executive there now yeah. or... he is yeah he, he, somebody must have administered that and said let, let, let's go to the FA this is a good idea what on earth were they thinking
0: you know, yeah, just... it wasn't. It wasn't the greatest thing that's ever been said because he has to go through a lot of people to get proof read and and ratified and clarified to make sure it can go out as clean as it did. But um, I thought Wilder spoke pretty well about it as well after the Birmingham game because the quote that really got me was, "Well, if our fans weren't allowed to turn up, I weren't going to turn up. Yeah, that's brilliant. Why should I turn up if we're going to have no one there? There's no point." Brilliant. Mark Gaffer. That's That's the first thing I said when I read that. I went to my gaffer. That's how gaffer
1: yeah. that. You
0: know, he's he spoke one for all of
1: us, and he gets it. And I've, all, I've said that for weeks. He gets this. And he said, know, it's, it's brilliant. he's brilliant. I love him." He said from day one, Annie, the players, the fans, me, the coach, and staff, we're all in it together. There's no, there's no me and I. It's all about the lot of us being together. And and every press conference, he he doesn't say things just for the sake of saying things. You actually sit there and you think. I genuinely believe what he's saying. It's not manager spiel that you hear from certain managers. I genuinely believe what he says.
2: Me too, John. Uh, win, lose, or draw. I get disappointed when his interview finishes because yep. you just want it to keep going. You want more from him because he's he's so easy to listen to. He's yeah, definitely he's one of us, and he says he says what we think as well. Um, and his delivery is just impeccable. Like you said, so he gets it and we we get him. Exactly. So it's, a, it's a beautiful relationship at the moment.
0: It's a beautiful relationship and I hope it never ends. I really do. I mean, he's, he's made me... He's the most excited I've been about a Borough manager since Steve McLaren. I think he's absolutely... I think he's brilliant. I think he's superb. He's got the football club ticking. He's got his all pulling in the right way. I know we all got Bianca Rancor and what he did for the club. But what Wilder's doing, it just feels different it feels it feels more united than I've ever seen it for years. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. I just, I, yeah, I just hope it keeps going and uh, it keeps pulling in the right direction. But you know, when he
2: when he first came in, I went on Twitter and said it reminded me of when Robson first came in because he's he's a he's an idol of mine. You know, as a player, he was just phenomenal. To have him as a as a player manager, it was just it was unbelievable, really. Yeah. And then. That first season, no messing about, bang promotion. It's like, wow, yeah. this is this is what a proper manager does. And all Lenny did his best, and he got us up, and then he took us down. And Lenny played a big part in getting Robson here. Uh, but to have Wilder, I'm getting them same vibes, you know, all them years later, and uh, I'm still excited by it all. Brilliant.
0: No, absolutely. It's does uh, um, have that that Robson factor about it, like, like a wow factor. You know, yeah, like, my God, he's our manager. You know, everybody knows him. He's well-respected, he's well-renowned. He was wanted by various other clubs. I mean, I mean, Premier League clubs came in for a while there for him to say, don't fancy yet, don't fancy yet. And he jumped. Obviously, when we gave him the offer, I don't know obviously how much, how much talking was done in the background, but that was done pretty much straight away. He was in the door. And he went, right, this is my project. and This is what mm-hmm. I'm going to do. Uh, it's... I'm
1: just, I'm, I'm enjoying every moment of it. I really am. It's just it's just exciting following the Borough at the moment. As, ex- mentioned- as, exci- as excited as you're all are, lads, I tell you what, you've got to remember, this isn't even his squad of players. No. He's doing this no. with another manager's set of players. He's brought mm-hmm. in a few loan signings, Riley McGree. These aren't his players. They're just playing to his style. They're not somebody he picked or were he advised uh, Kieran Scott to, to look at. He's doing it with another manager's set of players, which is a that, massive, massive achievement.
2: I think we're now seeing that now, John, with the forwards he's picking, like we alluded to before, Connolly and Balagan, He's brought them in. He's going to play them. He's not going to let them sit on the bench. He's going to play them pretty much every game now, I'm sure. And given opportunity in the summer, he'll, he'll bring in probably another three or four, five, depending on what division we're in. So I think the team you see now, might be completely unrecognisable to the team we see this time next season. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Right, I'm going to go, going to go around each and every one We are. I'll start with you, Jacob. Tell me your score prediction and tell me why you think Borough will beat Chelsea on Saturday.
3: Who oh, no, 0 Borough?
0: And what makes you think Borough will beat Chelsea Saturday?
3: Um, I think we'll just outwork them. I think Obviously, it looks like there's a few tight legs and that. But like Wilder said, these games take care of themselves. People are going to find the next energy levels. Like people like Crooks are in the team all the time. They'll turn up on Saturday. And I, I just think all oh, everything what's happened is it's all just going to go in our favour. They're all going to get wound up. And there's only six hundred of them at Summit, So they're not going to make that much noise. And I think we'll get the first goal, hang on a bit, and then kill them right at the end with 2-0. on. Andy, I'm going
2: for a very tight 1-0 win. Very, very similar to the Spurs game. 1-0 win to us, of course. I think we've got to just do a number on Havertz, not let him turn, not let him run at us, not let him get in the little gaps. I watched the Newcastle-Chelsea game, and Chelsea were struggling in that game. They had a few fortunate decisions went their way. Havertz should have gone off should have conceded a penalty which wasn't given oh Geordie's played really well and they played a simple game, they went 5 at the back, five four one, smothered them, just stopped them playing through the lines and I think Wilder will have the players so well drilled that we will frustrate and they'll resort to poor passing, I think having 32, 33,000 Borough fans is going to be a 12th man it really is, that should see us home, 1-0 Borough
1: John, yeah, stole stormy thunder there. I'm going one nil as well. And the reason we're going to win, hunger, hunger from the players, hunger from the fans. We we are going to want it more than them. They they do Wembley. They do, they've done cups. They're on massive money. This is huge for our set of players and our set of fans. So on and on and off the pitch in the stands, let's make it white hot as as loud as we can. Make them as uncomfortable as possible to give us the best chance of progressing and let's hope we do.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll finish off. I'm going to go 2-0. I've, I've, I really do think we'll beat these comfortably. I just think we've got we've got more fight. We've got more will. We've got more determination. We've just got everything about us. Everything's pulling in our, in our direction. It's not very often you say that as a Borough fan, everything's pulling our way. It really is at the moment. You know, we seem to have three quarters of the country behind us because of the, the you know the shit hours of what they're doing. They've only got, what is it, a, a, little, a little corner next to the screen of fans. You know, mm-hmm. they are surrounded. They, they are they are in war terms. They're like they like little like Berlin, whenever all four nations got around Berlin and absolutely surrounded them. This is exactly the same. This is no fear, no grit. This is get into them. Short don't take the piss and you know this is what you get and you will fully deserve you know they'll fully deserve what they're, what's coming to him, and I can't wait to be in that stand to witness the whole fucking lot of it
2: they're in the lion's den aren't they
0: they are now big I think. I think it's Stadium's another moment for,
2: I think there's another moment in it for Crooks I'm not saying he's played poorly in the last couple of games I think there's just he's held back a little bit Knowing he can, he can still get through the game, but he, he will be bang at it. He's our match winner. Another Man United performance from him, I think.
0: That will do me nicely. And there we go, just like that, we are done and finished. And I hope this time of next week, well, we will be all smiling ear to ear after fighting for a Wembley ticket and uh, and yeah, <laughs> and, and hopefully getting. Getting through the semi final of the cup, or yeah, I'll um, Bandy, thank you so much for popping on and having a chat with us. Pleasure,
2: stay. Always a pleasure, mate. Enjoyed oh, that again. Always a
0: pleasure, mate. Always welcome on, uh, John. Always a pleasure, mate. Um, thank you so much, Jacob. A
1: pleasure as well, man.
0: man. Always, mate. Jacob, fine debut. Very fine <laughs> debut. Always yes. welcome. Always welcome back on my mate. Always welcome. Cheers. Thank you. No problem. And uh, thank you to uh, listening, subscribing, commenting, liking. Yeah, enjoy our rants, enjoy our little waves and uh, get behind the lads on Saturday. Get stuck into them. Let's have them. Up the borough.
1: Up the butter. Up the butter.